Desperate. It's time for the guy who always gets you to the ball game on time. And here's the pitch. It's Matt Wyatt with all the good stuff you need to know. Well, I'll be. I, I was standing here ready, kind of just thinking about all kinds of stuff and thinking about, yeah, I'll admit it, I was thinking about high school football, which gets underway tonight, tonight in the state of Mississippi. I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about football practice, and I was thinking about some projects I've got to work on today and tomorrow and this weekend, and I was thinking about wondering when I get a chance to maybe play golf and how it rained. I was thinking about all that. And all of a sudden, boom, I heard the music and the show had begun. Welcome in today on this Thursday into the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau Go! With the home team, they are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. I am really happy to be back with you today, live on the air. Thanks for the day off yesterday. I went over to the Delta, put a lot, a lot of miles on the old blue car yesterday. It is navy blue. Put a lot of miles on that blue car yesterday. Oh, by the way, it has no air conditioning. I was sweating it out. Yesterday morning wasn't too bad, but the rest of the day it was kind of bad. I'll just be honest. I'll be honest with you. But it is so good to be back with you here today on the air. You can be a part of the show. Hope you'll comment on the live stream if you're watching. Hey to y'all on Facebook and Twitter. And on YouTube, you got the text line wide open to you, that number coming to you also. You can call me and get to talk to each other. Speaking of, I want to talk to Beaver. Hey, Beaver. Hey, Matt Wyatt. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. What do you think about riding around in cars with no AC this time of year? I am not for it. <laughs> and you told me yesterday about your... 400-mile round trip in a car <laughs> with no AC and just, ugh, Matt Wyatt, it's time. It's yeah. time to, you know, I don't know if that's a trade-in or something, but get rid of it. It's time to get that red pickup Yes, you have your heart set on. I'm to the point now where you're exactly right, Beaver. If it's the, the old red pickup, it can be old. It can have hundreds of thousands of miles on it. You know, it can have, like, no radio you know, like the maybe one where you have to actually wind the handle to get the window down. You remember that? You actually mm-hmm. turn the handle. Oh, I have that. You have that in yours? Yeah. I mean, it's good. It's, I prefer it. Yeah. <laughs> I think we discussed that, right? If it tears up, you know how to fix it. Well, all of that, I'm fine with it. But I'm going to need an AC working. Okay? The, just rolling the windows down is not working here the last couple of days. <laughs> yeah, but it was good. Um was I spent some time in Greenville yesterday, and then I spent some time in Leland, which is right on Highway 82, and they have the, um, and I guess museum, I, I think on the outside of the building it says exhibit, but it's the Jim Henson Muppets exhibit, because that's where Jim Henson grew up, the creator of the Muppets, and they call it the birthplace of Kermit the Frog, and it's this really neat thing right there in Leland. I've always been a Muppets fan. Beaver, you've been a... a are you a Muppets fan? I, you know, I was never. I watched it, but I, I never just loved it. Okay. You know, I would say 
that uh, Homecoming Queen's right there with you. She's whenever usually I suggest us watching a Muppets movie or something, she's not usually for it. <laughs> so she's not a huge fan. I am, however. I, I've always thought it was great. And so it was neat to see that. And I always heard about it. As long as I've been living in Mississippi, I've never stopped through there. So I did there. always love Animal, though. Oh, Animal. Yeah, the drummer. And uh, and for me, Fozzie, okay, because to me, a lot of bad jokes are actually funnier than good jokes. Does that make sense at all? Like, if, yep. it's, if it's bad enough, <laughs> I actually laugh more at that. And I, I got to admit this also, too. Okay, so this is going way, way back in the way back machine. But Fozzie the Bear on the Muppets, when I was a kid, I thought he resembled a piece of KFC crispy chicken. <laughs> it's a true story. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I'm just admitting it. Whenever I was a kid, I'd look at it and think, man, he looks like KFC chicken. Because I would always want the crispy, not the original, but the crispy. So, lots of memories. But it was neat to see that yesterday. They have a really cool setup. It's right there on Deer Creek, which is a very historical creek that runs right through that part of the Delta. And, um, you know, not just years. I'm talking about centuries, you know. <laughs> anyway, and it's sitting right there, the, the little Jim Henson exhibit. It was really neat. Glad to see it. But but glad to be back Today in the Bureau. All right, so the numbers. I hope you'll be a part of the show. It's the same as pulling up a chair and having a seat and jump into the conversation. I'll even pour you some coffee in your mug from High Point Roasters in New Albany, Mississippi. Go to highpointroasters.com. Order it like I did. Oh, yes. And be a part of the conversation this way. Text me on the Country Pleasing text line, 885-3776, 885-3776. Call me on the Divinity phone. I wake get to hear your voice. Divinity Equipment, Madison and in Jackson. You're a Kubota dealer. The number to call, 995-1059. 601 number, 995-1059. J-Rock texts the show today. He says, I'm going to start a GoFundMe page for Matt Wyatt Air Conditioning. <laughs> So I'm still making payments on that car, and I, I need to get rid of it. Next Gen texts the show and says um, <clears throat> he saw this, and he thought that I might like it. It is a quote. It says, The charm of fishing is that it, it is the pursuit of what is elusive, yet attainable. A perpetual series of occasions for hope. <laughs> And it's not meant to be funny, okay? But anybody who's ever gone fishing and been skunked and went home with nothing might chuckle at that. It is a great quote. Fishing, the charm of fishing is a pursuit of what is elusive yet attainable, a perpetual series of occasions for hope. <laughs> Get to experience what hope is like. That's great. Thanks for that. All right, Nick Texas Show says... On the Muppets, those two old guys that sat in a balcony at the theater and clowned everybody were the best Muppets. I, I have to halfway agree with that. I really do. You know, there's a few of the Muppets characters that sort of freaked me out a little bit. But those two guys were funny. And they still are. You know, like the grumpy old men of the Muppets. Uh, Jimmy texts the show. 
And get this. He, he met a real-life star. Jimmy Hookup texts the show and said he had the opportunity to meet Chicken Hawk the other day, live and in the flesh, and he's a great guy. How about that? Well, congrats to you, and glad you got to see Chicken Hawk and y'all connected through the radio show and all of that. That's great. All right, let's head on over to the live stream, too, and I hit a couple questions here, and then I have a question for you to start the show. It's about something y'all are probably watching on TV right about now. Uh, first up, Kobe commented on the YouTube live stream when it got going a few minutes ago, and he said, how many games do you think State can win this year? Well, hmm. Let's see, what have I said? Okay, they won nine last year. But they got eight home games this year and a more experienced team. And what if I said I thought that they could win nine again this year? Which nine would that be? I probably should have answered uh, Kobe and said, I think they can win all of them if they throw and catch, tackle, <laughs> and make a few field goals. <laughs> and then we can run to the Internet with that. Uh, Sven texted the show and said, Hail State, everyone. He says, we, <clears throat> meaning State, will win at least eight games. He's pointing it out. Eight home games for the first time in school history and four toss-up games on the road. There you go. Will commented, gave us a Hail State right off the top. Same thing from Danny, who's on YouTube over in Ringgold, Georgia. Aaron on Facebook says, I don't know if you answered my question the other day, but have you gotten to talk to Arnett? Seems like a pretty cool guy. Yeah, okay, I did answer your question, Aaron. You, you might have missed it. But um, as far as this fall, since practice began, which I think that was your question. I have not talked to him since practice began. Um, I guess maybe the last I talked to him would have been maybe back in the spring, maybe back, maybe as far as back as a bowl game. <laughs> I don't know. But Zach is a really cool guy. Um, you know, and he, and he has that sort of type A, you know, football coach personality that you, that you seem to have to have, as, especially as a young coach. Uh, Debbie commented on Facebook and said, Hail State, Matt. Well, back at you, Debbie. Appreciate that. And back over one more time to the um, text line, the country-pleasing sausage text line. Hogjowl says, A good time of the day for me is spending a couple hours with you and the homecoming queen. Have a good day. Signed, Go Hogs. Woo, pig! There you go, Hogjowl. Good to hear from you. Uh, homecoming queen, I don't think she'll be by today because she's involved with uh, what do they call it? Uh, what is it called at the school? Is it PTO? Yeah. On the PTO? She had a meet, they had a meeting. <laughs> they had a meeting at school today, I think. So just just regular business. First one of the year, I think. So I, I don't know if she'll be back. She might be back in time for hour two. So hang in there and see, but I'm not sure. Not 100% sure. All right. Here's my question for you. Do you recognize this theme music right here? Any guesses? Beaver, you got any guesses you recognize this? No, it sounds like something we might have heard on NFL films at some point. Oh, listen at the man. You basically just answered it correctly. Basically. This is the theme for NFL Hard Knocks, behind the scenes of an NFL training camp. 
Nathan nailed it right away on YouTube. As soon as he heard the first drum beat, he said, Hard Knocks. Okay, so are you watching this season of Hard Knocks uh, with the New York Jets and Aaron Rodgers and all that? Have y'all seen any of it? I have not seen it yet. Beaver, have you caught any of it yet? Yeah, I watched the first step. Well, I watched 39 minutes of the okay. hour episode. Yeah. I mean, so it's an hour with commercials. Technically, it's like a 55-minute episode, so you watch most of it. Okay, so you saw the and, – and here's my deal. I'm not bringing it up to discuss specifics of that because I haven't seen it. I, I have somehow missed it. I'm not even sure if I have HBO or not. And I guess you got to have it or subscribe to it in some way to be able to watch it because it's an HBO thing. Just since you did see 39 minutes of the first one with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, what did you think of it, Beaver? It was pathetic, man. It was really. It was just. I would call it the, let's kiss Aaron Rodgers bottom show. <laughs> That's what it was, and I'm talking about players and coaches. Really. How about that? Okay, and this is like, the. And I guess it's not surprising. That doesn't surprise me to hear that. Um, I've got a couple of examples. Okay, let me hear. Here. Okay, so Jets receiver, Miko Hardman. I mean, the one of the first things you hear on this, he's walking beside Aaron Rodgers, and he's telling Aaron Rodgers, the first thing you hear is him saying, man, I was seven years old watching you, and Aaron Rodgers kind of like, you know, j- joked a little bit. He said, oh, you're aging me again. Thanks a lot. Miko Hardman responds to him, no, I'm not aging you. I'm just showing you how great you is. Uh. <laughs> okay. First of all, how great you is, that's not an American sentence. But, really? Like, that's what you're going to say to this man? Like, you're a teammate. You're, you're on the team with this man. I'm just, oh, no, I'm just telling you how great you are. Okay, who's? No. Okay. No. Don't do that. Wait a minute. You're telling me that was in the first few seconds or minutes there? Yeah, that was like in the first five minutes of the show. Okay. And then, let's see, Garrett Wilson, his other receiver, he referred to Aaron Rodgers one point as a blessing. We got a blessing in Aaron. His defensive coordinator was in a meeting room, and they're showing film of a throw Rodgers made the day before in practice. And... I mean, this is the coach, and he says to the rest of the team, I don't know if there's another human being on the planet that can make that throw, (laughs) and he's our quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) And then one more, one more. Yes, I took notes on this because it was so ridiculous I had to remember it all. Nathaniel Hackett, big, you know, we've been hearing a lot about that guy, and Rogers' offensive coordinator that came over there. So, Liev Schreiber. The actor, he's yes. the narrator. Yes, for NFL or uh, Hard Knocks. Right. Sorry, right. He showed up at practice, and it shows it shows Aaron Rodgers talking to him, and then it shows later Aaron Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett are walking down the field, and Aaron Rodgers is talking to Hackett, telling him, "Well, well just go go talk to him." Talking about Liv Schreiber, go talk to him. You know, he's here. He does. He just he wants to meet people. He he just wants to feel comfortable. Nathaniel Hackett. The man's offensive coordinator says to Aaron Rodgers, I quote, Do you know how excited he was to meet Aaron Rodgers? 
So that's why I'm saying that episode and likely the rest of this the series is just okay. let's kiss Aaron Rodgers bottom. <laughs> No, hard knocks. I, I'm. I really appreciate that review. You are the. If I could somehow match it, Beaver, you and I could be the Siskel and Ebert of the sports world. Yeah. But that was fantastic, Beaver. You get a round of applause for that review because look, y'all, what I'm telling you is that was impromptu. I did not tell Beaver prior to the show that I was going to bring up hard knocks, but the man was ready. Okay. I tell you who else was ready was, well, Sven commented on YouTube. He said he can't watch it over there in Germany. Nathan commented on YouTube and says, I've skipped it in recent years. Really enjoyed when they followed the guys on the cut line. Me, too. Over the years, watching Hard Knocks, all of the ones that I have watched, the best part of it was when they would follow the guys on the cut line and, you know, somebody wouldn't make it, but then they would play that music when he finally realized he had made the team or made the cut. And he's like calling mom and they're crying and celebrating and he's holding his kid like, you know, Mufasa up into the sun and in slow motion in the golden hour. It was great. Hard Knocks is, it is, and it has been a great show for a long time, but I, I have, I'm not watching this one and I just got a really good review of this one. From my man Beaver. Uh, Jake from Yazoo talking about Aaron Rodgers and being on hard knocks with the Jets. Jake from Yazoo says, the man went into darkness and now full access cameras. Does he have his own dark locker in a janitor closet at the Jets facility? He did do that weird thing, right? Like he had a darkness retreat. <laughs> it's just... And Tim texts the show, country please, and text line says, hope Aaron Rodgers does well. Chalk one up for the oldies, huh? Yeah, well, look. I mean, let's be honest. The Jets are going to win about four or five games, aren't they? <laughs> that's the way that's going to happen. Now, I didn't do this, but Beaver, they've had hard knocks for 19 years. This is the 19th season. They skipped 2011. And let's see here. Yeah, so, so the 19th season of hard knocks. Um this is the Jets. I did not see. I hadn't seen it. I missed the last three. It looks like I missed the last three, which would be the Colts during the twenty-one season, the Lions last preseason, and then the Cardinals during last season. The last I saw was two thousand twenty-one, the Cowboys preseason, which is mostly what it is, training camp. It's the ones we associate. That'd be the last one I tuned into. I don't know, I'm not even really sure why I stopped. Maybe I just got rid of. But so far in 19 years, they've done the Ravens, the Cowboys, the Chiefs, the Cowboys. I remember the Chiefs in 07. I absolutely loved it. It was the it was the third in 07, it was the third year of hard knocks. It was my team, and and I had never seen anything like it. It was the best thing I I just I'd watch them over and over again. Because even like then, I wasn't used to it. It's like they did such a great job of taking you onto the practice field. It was like getting to hear and sound and be right there what the practice field is like. I just enjoyed it so much. Cowboys, Bengals, Jets. So they've done the Jets before. That was the Rex Ryan year. Dolphins, Bengals again. Falcons, Texans, Rams, Buccaneers in 17. Uh, Browns, Raiders, Chargers, Rams, 
Cowboys, Colts, Lions, Cardinals, and now Jets. So that's who they've done. Hey, Beaver, listen to this. I I um I looked this up from an old article just a few years ago about the production of NFL hard knocks. Each practice, they have a 32-member production crew. Okay, that's cameras, sound, everything. 32-member crew at every practice. Eight to nine cameras at every practice. And keep in mind, each camera is probably anywhere from fifteen dollars to $35,000 worth. Each one. Okay. And they got eight or nine of those at every practice. They record 350 hours of footage every week that is cut down to a 55-minute show. <laughs> 350 hours every week cut down to a 55-minute show every week. And when you add in producers and editors at the NFL Network, the total staff and crew involved in making an NFL Hard Knocks episode is over 130 people. The quote that I saw from Ken Rogers, he used to be the what the senior producer at NFL Films. He's now like the vice president of the NFL or whatever. Ken Rogers, his quote was, it's one of the hardest shows to produce in all of television. Kind of makes me want to go watch this one just to show the appreciation for what they're going through to get it done. More on that. I got another thought or two on that. Your comments, your texts also coming up. Just getting started. Stick around. crave your sport. It's often difficult to satisfy that special hunger. Not here, because you've got Matt Wyatt. Oh, I am starving. Don't worry, he's got a menu full. Back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau Go! With the home team, I'm glad that Beaver saw most of the first episode of Hard Knocks. I missed it. It was on this past Tuesday night. Um, see, all right, there was a conversation that sort of popped up on Twitter. Um, and I, I either saw, I don't know if it, I got tagged or whatever, but I saw it. Somebody saying that college football needs a Hard Knocks type of show. And, you know, there's a lot of different things out there. Like the SEC Network does something during the season, which is pretty cool. And I've caught that throughout the year. And it's called, um, I think it's called SEC Inside. And it's like a 30-minute show maybe where they kind of go behind the scenes at one of the games or a sporting event. It's pretty neat. They do a good job. But, you know, the extensive nature of hard knocks is really what – and you would expect that from the NFL. 20 years, 19 seasons they've aired, each one – you know, and it, like I said, like if you just tuned in, I mean, they just started this one. I'm sure it's different now. Well, I say I'm sure there it could be different. The numbers of people and sort of the the way they get it all done now. This was only four or five years ago when I read those numbers. I had looked it back up, but you know, 32 crew members at every practice that they cover, um, eight to nine cameras at every practice, which. I'm sure they have more, and every one of those is, you're talking about minimum $15,000, as much as a $30,000, $35,000 camera rig, each one of them. 
Okay, and then 350 out. Right now, we're we're tracking towards episode two, right? Like they released episode one of Hard Knocks back on Tuesday night with the Jets. Beaver saw it, didn't like it. He said it was just a big old stupid Aaron Rodgers love fest for 39 minutes. He didn't like it. <laughs> but we're tracking right now. They're filming episode two, and they're going to release episode two this coming Tuesday. I say they're filming it. They're they're working on it. But episode two will be released on Tuesday. Each week of training camp, they do this. 350 hours of film they come away with. All these different people watch it and cut it down to like the best three hours. And then the final guy cuts the three hours down to 55 minutes. It's just incredible everything that goes into it. So I kind of maybe want to catch it. And and look, Nathan said on YouTube, he said, Rex Ryan Hard Knocks might be the best season of all time, though. And I remember that one, right? Uh, Mark Sanchez was his quarterback that year. Rex Ryan was the head coach of the Jets. What year was that? 10? 2010? I'll tell you. Yeah, 2010. And it was only the sixth season of the show. So really smack dab in the middle of its heyday. 2010, Jets, preseason, you know, the whole storyline of them trying to sign Darrell Revis back then and all that. I remember it. So that one stands out. Um, Nathan, uh, some of the other ones. Okay, so like I said, the Chiefs in 07, when Herm Edwards is the head coach, and I loved it for, for obvious reasons. And the Jets went in 2010, one of the top ones for sure, Rex Ryan. I also enjoyed personally, so I think it was either 09 or 13, but I'm thinking it was 09 when they did the Bengals. And my former teammate and friend, Reggie Kelly from Aberdeen, Mississippi. He was our tight end at Mississippi State. He was a third-round draft pick out of college by the Falcons. He spent 13 years in the NFL as an NFL tight end. Now he's got his own uh, – uh, barbecue uh, sauce company called Kyvin. They're doing really well. But in that year, it covered in training camp, Reggie tearing his Achilles in the middle of the training camp. And that was a part of that particular year, and I remember that. Um, let's see, any others that stand out? I enjoyed the Cowboys in 21 because of Dak. Hey, but I'm with you. Those really stand out to me. For me, I'm kind of like you. That Rex Ryan Jets year in 2010 was one of the best ones. <clears throat> I got a, uh, on that Twitter thread, let me pull it back up. I got a DM from Matt. What's up, Matt? Great name. I said, Matt, what happened to your involvement with Hale State Plus? The content changed, and I knew you were doing other things now. Yeah, um, no, it was fun while it lasted for me. I was only involved with Hale State Plus for the first few months uh, last fall. I actually, the last I worked with Hale State Plus would have been at the end of 2022. So, <clears throat> right up to the bowl game, basically. So, like, first few months I was involved with it, help them launch it and get it off the ground. Did a lot of shooting and editing. Well, most of it. And like the early episodes of of kind of the behind-the-scenes extended longer version there, you know, I edited all of that. <laughs> and it was a, it was fun, but it was kind of a hard job. 
So I, I hadn't been involved with Hell State Plus since I guess yeah, right at the beginning of January. So, um, so just a few months last fall. Fun deal, you know, but hard to get down there a lot from Tupelo. Uh, that kind of thing. And uh, yeah. Will commented on YouTube and said there was a 15-minute video on the Mississippi State Athletics app that details our guys in training camp. See, and that's the thing. That's the point, okay? <laughs> what got me to thinking about hard knocks last night was, and going, wait a minute, I missed the first one. It was Tuesday night. Last night was Wednesday. They, they came out too. I missed it. I had to look to see if I got HBO. Was uh, somebody going, well, college football needs a hard knocks type of program. The thing about it is, you know, every you think about it, Will. College programs and teams are not like the NFL. I mean, it's just it's a totally different atmosphere and sort of vibe in the building and in everything you're doing, right? Like, you got 19 different seasons of NFL Hard Knocks. They've duplicated some teams: the Cowboys, the Bengals, uh, the Jets now. But you go, I mean, in the pros, it's different, like. An NFL organization, one of 32 teams, they've got the agreement. It's such a hugely popular thing for the league and for the NFL films and for NFL Network. Well, not the network, but I guess this was HBO because of the partners. That they go, look, you're doing this. I mean, you can, you can not like it all you want to. <laughs> you know, Rex Ryan or, you know, whoever the coach is uh, for the Jets. Is, you can not like it all you want to, but you're doing it. I mean, it's just you don't have a choice. Whereas, you know, each college program is totally in control of itself and its information and its image and the stuff that goes out. And one person commented last night on that Twitter. It's a little short Twitter conversation. weren't a lot of people involved in it. But he's a buddy of mine named Jason. He's an Alabama fan, lives uh, in Tupelo, my hometown. We know each other. And he commented, and I was like, yes. He goes, can you imagine a college program doing some all-encompassing, all-access behind the scenes with the kind of access you get with pro teams like NFL Hard Knocks and that college team actually getting popped with a violation, an NCAA violation, because of something that wound up on this all-access piece. And that's part of it, too. See, the NFL ain't worried about any of that. I mean, it's real cut and dry, real clear. These college programs, whether we still realize it or not, they are constantly looking at everything with a fine-tooth comb that goes out to make sure because they're still adhering to what's in that NCAA rule book, especially on stuff like that. You know, you can, who's in it? Who's talking to who in that particular shot? you got to be careful because there may be some things that don't need to be seen. And every, so it's a whole different animal. When you're talking about college teams and programs, I mean, they are very much in the business of, you know, promotion and image. And and kind of that's my comment is, you know, especially the programs, you look at a Power 5 football program, well, they all get exposure. Look at any SEC team. You get all the exposure you want, really, in the SEC. So you're already getting exposure. I'm not sure they want that kind of exposure that Hard Knocks is giving. You know, cameras stuck up constantly rolling in every meeting room and if something a little bit entertaining happens whether it's flattering or not it's on there on Tuesday night well college teams those programs they don't want that <laughs> I don't think so it's a it's just a totally different process 
Uh, White Denzel, what's up? He texts the show, Country Pleasing Text Line, says, Does Arnett taking the team back to the farm to practice mean that he's trying to get back to the tough, gritty teams that Mullen had? 100%. And, and I love it. You know, he's just some coaches. We'll see how it goes. We'll see wins and losses. That's ultimately what everybody's judged by. But there, there are certain benchmarks, and this young coach in Arnett, every so often, you just he hits it and you go, okay, there's another sign that he knows what he's doing. You go a little bit, oh, okay, there's another indication he knows what he's doing. And I don't know who told him or, or, how he, or if he just did it on his own or if it was a suggestion or what. Maybe he talked to Dan Mullen. I don't know. But to me, take that team, you take them, do the thing that they did back in those Mullen years where they would get away from the SEAL facility, change it up, go out there and practice on the farm. There's, it's, it's a great field, but other than that, it's chain link and it's hot as all get out. <laughs> and it's real deal training camp. Tough, gritty, shape the mentality. It's just another indication to me that this young coach in Zach Arnett knows what he's doing. He gets it. It's the right thing to do. All right. I'm Matt. Text, call, comment. We'll get to all of them next. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau. Go! With the home team. Stick around. From the amazing hits. That one is huge. To all the amazing plays. Matt Wyatt has got it all for you. Just listen to that. All right. Back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Mailman David texts the show and he said Ole Miss has a show this season. Said it's great if you're an Ole Miss fan. And it is. They do a great job with that show, and they have for a long time. You know, you can tell that they – and they do have, you know, a good number of people involved with it and have in terms of staff and people involved in shooting and editing and all that. But it still would be bare-bones staff compared to something like what they're doing in the NFL. But they really turn out a good product. And Micah and uh, Shane and all those guys at Ole Miss, they do a phenomenal job with that and have for a long time. Uh, Jimmy Texas show said at media day, Zach Arnett said that his conversations with former players convinced him to return to South Farm. All right, Jimmy, there's something in that. So you caught that comment from Zach at media days. There's something in that. Again, what did I just say? It's just like every so often there's something that goes that, that gets checked. Ding, check mark, you know, light bulb. Goes off, you go, okay, there's another one. There's another example. Zach Arnett knows what he's doing. It just keeps happening. Like I said, the decision to go back to having part of fall camp at the farm, and which was a really productive toughness thing that helped those state teams under Mullen. It was the right thing. Well, you said, he said, conversations with former players convinced him to go back to South Farm for camp. Okay, there's another check. Ding. Talking to former players 
to get some feedback. Not not only to get some feedback, but or, or an idea or a feel for things that maybe he wasn't around for, but to develop those relationships with some former players. You know, maybe maybe it's some of those guys who are still in the NFL. You know, I mean, how smart is it as a young head coach to do that? <laughs> Again, you got to you got to put the team together. You got to go play the games and let's see what it looks like on the field. But to this point, it's just like every so often there is a check mark for Zach where you go, "All right, checked another box." He just keeps on doing things. You go, "You know what? That's smart." Guy knows what he's doing. MSU 1980 Texas show and said, Matt, did you ever watch Last Chance U? Every minute of it. <laughs> MSU 1980. Did you ever watch Last Chance U? It was filmed at East Mississippi Community College for two years. It was about their football team practicing for and playing games for the two seasons that it was filmed there. I believe it was HBO around seven or eight years ago. Yeah, the time is getting away. Was it as many as seven or eight years ago? I'm going to look that up because they, they since did another school like out in Kansas. Um, I'm going to look it up here and get the exact time frame. Uh, season one was 2015. The, the 2015 season, 2016, then again. And then... The third season, 17 maybe, I think it was chronological in order there, was they went to Independence out in Kansas, and I stopped watching it. I watched the two that was East Mississippi Community College, Scuba. Yeah, so you're right, 2015 and 16. I watched every minute of it because I knew people there, you know, like uh, Coach Wood, Marcus Wood, the offensive coach in those years, I knew him and, of course, no Jason, their play-by-play radio guy who you heard him some. And uh, Brittany Wagner, she and I were in college together. I think we were the same age. And we were both taking communications classes at State. So we had a lot of classes together uh, at State. So I knew Brittany, and, it was, and she was the counselor, you know, there. Um, and that, that series opened some, some career doors for her. It's been neat to see. Was, but I watched every minute of it, loved it. Loved watching it. And you know what? I, I thought about this uh, recently, MSU 1980. See if you agree with this. You know, when that came out, Last Chance You with, with Scuba in 15, 16, it, it, you know, it, it painted the head coach, Buddy Stevens, in a certain light. Because, you know, there's a lot of language and it's pretty rough. I mean, anybody that's ever even been around it, much less coached or played in it, you know, JUCO football in Mississippi, it's its pretty rough. I mean, it's not rosy. It's a tough two years, man. <laughs> it's a tough deal. And it painted him in a certain light. But now I look back on it and go, you, you know, I understand it. There's certainly some things and maybe some that happened and maybe some things instead said that, you know, either caught he caught flack for then or he wished that he could get it back. But you, you do have to, I think, credit him – a lot in that I got cameras around, but as far as they're concerned, they're not around. I mean, you really did get a look into what's going on there. <laughs> they didn't pull any punches whatsoever, both 
Okay, I know there's a pun there, both literally and phys you know, and figuratively. <laughs> they didn't pull any punches. But looking back on it, I can respect somebody for just kind of being real and being um, genuine, even if it's not always putting on a good face for everything. You're not going to find that a whole lot. And I would love to know uh, the size of the crew for that one. I, I think I remembered it. They had, what, 10, 12, 15 crew members constantly around there. And, I mean, they had a pretty good-sized crew for that. But still, they, they pulled off a really good thing with that show. Okay, uh, over to the live stream. Nathan had a good question on this subject. Because, and, and look, it's a... It's applicable because there's some things starting to pop out there. Nathan said, is there a college team in the last 25 years that you wish you could see that kind of behind-the-scenes coverage of? You know, 06 USC, you know, Tebow's Gators, etc. Well, I haven't seen it. Now, there's a, is it Netflix, that has a documentary out right now about Johnny Manziel in 2012. I've seen some comments about that. I haven't seen the, the show but I think the next one they're about to pop out there, either later this week or next week, is one about those Urban Meyer Florida Gator teams. So I think you're gonna one of those you're gonna get your wish, Nathan. As far as you know, behind the scenes of something like that, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, Sven, who's a state fan, wants the 14 Bulldogs, <laughs> and that would be neat to see. But they do have another one, you know, run of some of those types of things. I might watch that Florida one. I don't know that I'm necessarily interested enough to go and sit down and watch the, the Johnny Manziel deal. But the, the one on Urban Meyer, Florida, Tebow, all those characters, I mean, you're talking about major drama. They had a murderer on the team. Uh, so I may tune in for that one. Jared commented on Facebook. What's up, Jared? He says, excited to have Arnett as our coach. And I think this year, while tough, as in any season in the SEC, will be a successful one. Next year, even with the portal, will be a rebuilding year, and we're going to have to show some patience. But long term, I hope we can keep him because he'll be great. You know, guys his age generally don't find themselves in the position to step into whether it was a situation like he was in or just flat-out interviewing and being hired. You generally don't see those 36, 37-year-old guys pop up out there, head coaches at this level, unless they are really, really sharp. And, and Arnett is. There's no question about it. White Denzel, Country Please and Text Line, says Chauncey Rivers was flat-out dominant in Season 2 of Last Chance U, and he was super smart, too. He, he was. He was. Played well at State. Went to Georgia out of high school. I think from Georgia originally, maybe. And then played at uh, East Mississippi and um, then spent a little bit of time at State also. Anyhow, look, I know it's an hour of kind of kicking this idea around. It's, it's, it's less a breaking news story as much as it is a, just a conversation piece. And I realize that. But, <laughs> you know, it's last night. I'm on Twitter. Something pops up. Somebody... I see on there somebody says college football ought to have a hard knocks type of program. It dawns on me. I miss hard knocks. 
Turns out it came out Tuesday night. I missed that. Episode one, the Jets. According to Beaver, I didn't miss a whole lot. <laughs> this is just a 55-minute Aaron Rodgers love fest in episode one of this year's Hard Knocks covering the Jets. Get to thinking about it and looking at it, do a little study, and just, you know, it's unbelievable the production value, but the number of people the NFL involves. I mean, when you look at uh, from 32 crew members with their feet on the ground to production staff producers who aren't there but who are back at NFL films and receive all the footage and help break it down, over 130 people, and think about all those salaries and all that money that's invested in the people. Take nine cameras and I'd say multiply that times an average cost of about $30,000. And that may even be very conservative. I don't know. You're not even counting all the other just tens and tens and tens and thousands of dollars worth of gear and audio gear and microphones and everything else. The cost to put them up, 350 hours of footage every week that they cut down to a 55-minute episode. It is just incredible what they pull off. And like I said, it's like I feel like I ought to watch it just out of respect for what they're doing. All right. Hour two coming up. Something starts tonight. Two night. Do you know what it is? Hour two coming up. Stick around.